You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. It's another episode of the World Junior Championships preview, and we're doing Sweden. And joined uh, the one that joined us today is Jimmy Hamrin from uh, Elite Prospects. And uh, thank you for joining us, Jimmy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always it's, a pleasure. Uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure. And uh, uh, well, we're going to talk about one Habs prospect today, but uh, obviously we're going to talk about the whole team of Sweden. Um, first and foremost, just out of the uh, gate here, uh, what is your expectations and, and what do you think about this team when you look at it uh, before the tournament starts? Uh, I, I don't think it's a particular strong Swedish team. Uh, we don't have any... We usually uh, have, you know, like uh, first round defensemen, like two or three or maybe four sometime uh, over the last five or six years. But uh, this year there's no first rounders uh, in the defense. Um, We don't have, you know, like this big star uh, forward uh, among the oldest players. So it's not a particularly strong team, but... uh, they always compete for medal, and, and a lot of players in this team has been really good in international tournaments before. So uh, they did well, and some of them did well in the last World Juniors, and, and many of them have had uh, good U18 tournaments too. So uh, it, it's a good team that uh, competes for a medal, but not a favorite to win. Yeah, it's and and you can really tell from the lineup here, and and that there are. Um, not many players with AHL experience or with the NHL experience uh, that we usually benefit from in Sweden. Uh, this time around, it's more Swedish players, homegrown player, or everyone is homegrown. But uh, it's it's uh, Isak Rosén, who's with the Buffalo Sabres organization, and uh, uh, Fabian Lissell, who's in Boston Bruins organization, both in the AHL. Um, but, but the rest is, I mean, like, in a way, we, we have to start with it, really. Um, it's who's not on this list that, that really stands out for Sweden. As you mentioned, the defense, which has been a strong um, section of, of the Swedish team since forever, more or less. Um, we're missing Simon Edvinsson, uh, Ilias Salmonsson out of Kleftio, and obviously uh, Matthias Evelid as well. Yeah. Yes, and then uh, that's true too. And they didn't pick uh, some of the you know defensemen who has been really good in this age group for for many years either. They haven't had a strong season, so I think it's I think it's always good you know to to play uh, to pick uh, players that are in good shape or in you know had played well recently as it's a short tournament. But somehow sometimes also I think. Junior players, uh, it's you know, it's a matter of context or uh, stuff like that. So, so they miss a couple of players, uh, absolutely. And uh, but they also have some some good uh, demon. But Edvinson, of course, is is the big omission here. Uh, yeah, he, and uh, he, he would have, have to understand very... Edvinson as well. He doesn't have anything to prove at this level. A little bit like Juraj Slavkovsky from from Montreal and Slovakia. Yeah, I never. I, I don't think we've had a, a Swedish player that turned down. Uh, most usually, it, it's the teams that turn them down. So uh, I, I think that's a new 
new situation, a Swedish player that don't want to come to the World Juniors for for a reason like that. So uh, one would have this. I mean, I don't know, and I'm just speculating here. Uh, and uh, one have to assume a little bit like uh, he knows he's on on the call up uh, call. Uh, within seconds and don't want to miss yeah. out on that and 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 that's literally why he's uh turning it down and and i can accept i i can sort of understand that as well so yeah me too i no no problem with it just it's a new situation i think yeah we Indeed. used to I, I i remember we had world juniors at home i mean philip forsberg and elias lindholm basically came from the nhl to play so yeah uh, we, it, it, it probably I mean, Edvinson was part of that team that uh, played in. No, he wasn't. He wasn't part of the team that played in August either. So, so it's it's that. But looking at the team today, um, for me, looking at it, and I'll be honest, I haven't really watched a lot of of uh, hockey Allsvenskan this year. But Carl Lidbom in Eurogården um, is probably the standout goalie and and the one that will get most of the reps in uh, in this tournament, right? Yeah, uh, he he's the starter. He's been excellent. Uh, he's probably been Jurgen's best player this uh, fall. So he he's been really excellent so far. And uh, I think he, he will be a. It's been interesting to see. You know, will be smaller rink here. Uh, he's a uh, athletic goalie. He's, he's fast. Um, uh, he uh, he doesn't have like the. Uh, super high hockey sense like uh, Jesper Wallstedt, so he isn't at that level. But uh, it it would be interesting to see how how he looks, and I think a good start for him would be important in in, in a short tournament like this. And so it's hard for for these goalies to go to the smaller rinks, uh, other angles, and stuff like that. So uh, some of the the national team games he has played uh, this fall hasn't been that great, so uh, we'll see how it does in this tournament. But his season so far with Jurgården has been excellent, and he's a really good goalie. Yeah, and Jurgården, who who really looked to um, trans transition through Hockey Allsvenskan back into the SHL, has really struggled. So we have to put that in perspective as well. And having Carl Lidlund as a goalie has has. Uh, Earn them some extra points here and there, um, and and it's a the core is really Eurogordon players or former Eurogordon players. Um, looking at the defense, obviously a former Eurogordon player, and, and I'm going to start with him is Adam Engström, now in Rögle, um, drafted by Montreal in the third round. Really, really intriguing pick. Um, I hadn't watched him a lot before the draft. I'm super impressed what he has done this year, though, or this. Fall. Um, do you agree with me? And what can you say that uh, our listeners haven't really heard me say? Uh, well, I have to admit I haven't heard everything you have said, but uh, I really like uh, his season. I liked him last year too, uh, but I, I wouldn't. It, it's a surprise for me that it's, he is this good already in Rogli, and he is. He's probably the best defenseman that came out of that uh, draft for Sweden, as it looks so far. And uh, I think he will uh, play in a lot of offensive situation in this tournament. I think he will lead a power play. Um, I think he, it's offensively, I think his, his play has really, his development has really uh, picked up this this fall. And he didn't score, you know, a, a ton of points in junior last season. And 
he was kind of an old player in the draft too. But uh, yeah, I'm really impressed with what I see. And yeah. he was uh, almost hidden behind that Yugoden uh, five. That yeah, time. exactly. And I mean, his his way to move, his way to uh, you know, he has great reach. He's uh, he you know he scans for for uh, for space offensively in a in a great way. So he has a lot of assets that could turn out to translate well to to become an NHL defenseman. He, I think he he needs to work on his defense yet, but uh, still young and still under development. But in this tournament, I think he he will be a, a leading defenseman for this Swedish team. Yeah, I've followed him quite a bit, and it's near for me to go down to Rögle as well or Engelholm. Um, and and I know he's working hard on the defense, and I actually think he's improved there quite a bit. If you look at uh, Valinder and and Engstrom having been the top pairing for for Rögle in a couple of games, and uh, uh, he looks more stable. And it would be very interesting to see how he fares against uh, better juniors than he because he's. Um, too good for the Swedish under-20 team right now, or 20 league right now before the playoffs starts anyway, and then where you get more of a homogeneous uh, group of teams. Um, Anyhow, um, obviously one of the uh, exclamation marks in this season in, in SHL is uh, Sandin Pelika. Um, can you tell us about him a bit? Uh, yeah, great player. Uh, really smart player. Probably the... the uh... The biggest uh, talent on this uh, Swedish uh, decor. Uh, he will probably be a first round pick uh, this summer. Uh, he is uh, he is tremendously skilled with the puck. Uh, he has a great shot. He he likes to drive a power play, um, but he is also you know he plays kind of physical. You know he can deliver those open ice hits, and I like that as well. And when he plays from the back end, he he can always scan for different options. He he seems calm with the puck, even playing you know SHL hockey as a seventeen year old. He he looks calm and he he makes good plays. And I think something to both uh, him and Engstrom playing uh, playing in Rögle and Schleftio, I think are, are good systems too. To to they they give this. Uh, uh, creative players uh, a chance to to be creative at an early age and you really see it with with Pelika this season and I think he he will surprise a lot of people and being one of the best defensemen too in this uh, tournament for Sweden he has definitely has the potential yeah coach Olson and uh, coach Abbott are both very good at at giving young players their chances and and let them uh, develop a little bit like uh the famous Gardner quote, as uh, my listeners know, uh, that uh, Roger Rambay um, usually talks about, he's just a gardener trying to to grow the plants and then uh, let them develop at their own pace. Um, anyone else that stands out? Obviously, Caludelius was one of those Hugoden, um players that we spoke about. Um, has been all right this season, but he hasn't been that standout player in Hugoden that I thought he would be. Yeah, I think he's been really okay. I think he... As, as you said, he hasn't been a standout player. I think he, he's been tough playing in Jurgen. This uh, there's a lot of pressure on that team. They have fired the coach. Uh, there's a lot of opinions around them when they win. Uh, people say they they aren't playing good enough, and it's a catastrophe if they lose. And so they have a lot of pressure, and it's tough for the, these young kids. And I think all of them accept 
uh, Limbum has struggled a bit uh, early on this season. And but but I, I really like Adelius. I think he in the long run is a defensive, a modern defensive defenseman yeah. uh, with great skating, sh- shutting down, uh, shutting down space for for the opponents. And I think he's done that pretty well. And I I think he's he will be a good player also for this uh, Swedish team. We we have a uh, Elias Pettersson. Unfortunately, it's not Elias Pettersson of uh, of Vancouver Canucks. We might need him when it comes to scoring, but uh, um, very very interesting defender in Örebro as well. Uh, also drafted by the Canucks, uh, and uh, yeah, um, those are really the names that that we I think should stand out. But uh, do you want to bring up anyone else? And then also there is one player that needs to be cut from this decor. Uh, do you have any idea of who you would cut if you were the uh, coach? Uh, I, I think it's uh, one of uh, Hugo Jonasson, Jakob Norén or uh, Ludwig Jansson. Maybe Jansson uh, is safe because he's a right-handed D-man. But, uh, uh, it's, it's one of those. For me, uh, you know, which defenseman is the seventh defenseman? I don't think that matters that that much. Uh, so I, I think it's probably Norian or Jonasson, uh, some of those two. Oh. I would be really disappointed if it's a guy like Pelika, <laughs> uh, because I really want to see him. Yeah, I think I think most of us that follow hockey in Sweden <laughs> wants to see Pelika in uh, in under these circumstances and and against the best um, a couple of years older than him as well. So um, yeah. so it's it's interesting in that regard. Um, Looking forward, though, to the forwards, we're just going to take a quick break for our sponsors here, and uh, we'll be back shortly. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two now streaming only on Disney Plus. And there we have it. Like um, it's time for the forward group, and I'm here with Jimmy Hamrin of Elite Prospects and a friend of the podcast and a friend of Eyes of the Price. Uh, Jimmy, looking at the Swedish forward group, is there? Um, someone that stands out and, and will shoulder that responsibility of actually putting pucks in the net? Or is it a team by where, where you score by community? I, th- I think it's uh, pretty obvious we, we're going to have a standout first line. I hope they get to play together. Uh, I think Lysel and Rosian has been you know the biggest stars uh, in this age group. Uh, so they will feel the uh, play on the flanks there and uh, I hope they play Leo Carlson there in the first line too he has been great he's uh, probably a top three top four uh, pick in the upcoming draft he he will probably be a star on this team already he's a late 04 and uh, should have been playing in the last World Juniors I think I'm really weird that uh, Thomas Montien who was the coach then didn't pick him because he was really good last year in SHL as well and he is such a big and strong player. So I, I see him as as the big star, but but he hasn't played an international tournament. So maybe we can 
expect him, you know, to to take like a leadership role or something like that. But he's he's the best, the, the player with the highest potential in this tournament, uh, without a doubt, in the Swedish team. Indeed, um, I, I have a personal favorite, and it's uh, Victor Schanborg. I've followed him for I think it's three, three or four years since I did an interview with Sam Halan, who pointed it out that I should keep an eye on him. Um, your thoughts on him? Uh, more of a defensive kind of player, shutdown role I, is what I expect from him. Do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, definitely. He's a really strong uh, bottom six center, if you say. He's, uh, one, one thing I really like about him is he has such a great motor. <laughs> he works so hard. He, he, he's never bad. And it was kind of a... Pre- he was... Uh, he had a lot of injuries, I think, a couple of years ago, and he came down and played in Alstranskan and was really strong there. And I think he's looking good in SHL as well. Uh, A hard-working center, I think he will be a third or fourth-line center for this team and be a very important player, uh, even if he has a a role down there, Uh, just because the way he competes and his uh, awareness in the game and how strong he is around the crease and uh, around the, uh, the boards. So a really good player. Uh, the next question is obviously, will they keep the Eurogolden line together? They should. Yeah, I, I think they will. Uh, and I hope they, they they can have some success. I think they all three have. Maybe New Ostland has been the best of them, but and Ergen has been good of late. Uh, but all three, I think, have struggled Uh and it's been a lot of pressure in in your garden and uh, tough situation for them. Uh, so uh, they dominated the U18 uh, last spring, and I hope they they can be really good. And a guy like Jonathan Lekkermak, he really uh, needs to start scoring. I think he has one goal this season, and that is something I I, I couldn't see. And although he has, I, I mean he has and. I pointed out that uh, for the draft too that there are, there are some some question marks around him even if he has uh, scored a lot in junior. So uh, maybe we see that now at senior level. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I would have hoped that they would be better in Alsvenskan that they have, but I can also see it's a tough situation, and I hope. The World Juniors will, will be a good tournament for them. And uh, what better way to, to play them together? Uh, Kickstart their season for yeah, like their a return. second line, I think, would, would be uh, good to have them in. Yeah, indeed. And and uh, I, I was also not as high as Lecker, on Leckermeckie before the draft. Uh, um, I, I think he's a little bit of a boom or bust player. Um he he has that amazing shot, but when that doesn't work, uh, he needs to work so much harder on things that doesn't come naturally to him. And and this is what we have seen this year. Um, I hope he, he turns it around. You always want prospects to succeed, and especially uh, especially you, Jimmy. I think that that works even more with prospects than I do. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right about him. I think he uh, he is he hasn't, you know, the high level uh, hockey sense, and he hasn't uh, the skating or pace to 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 
to be an ultimate weapon so he, he can beat players with. So he, he needs to beat them with his hands. And that's tough at, at senior level. He he will be a great player, but if he will be a good NHL player, I, I think that's a big question mark. And uh, sadly, so far, it looks like the, he, he could be become a bust if you well, look at how, how early he, he was drafted. But it's still early. Uh, yeah, so I it's mean, just that's... been a couple of months. So Yeah. And, uh, and the... In some ways, it's always better that hardship comes earlier than later because now he has to learn to deal with it and, and probably uh, evolve as a person and as a player out of that. Um, looking at at uh, uh, the, the special teams, because a, team, a, a tournament like this, a short tournament, uh, always comes down to special teams and goalkeepers in one way or another. And uh, what can you, can you see? Uh, you mentioned... Uh, uh, was it uh, Lucelle and uh, Rosian and um, um, Carlson? Probably the first uh, unit on that power play as well. Yeah, uh, you can put in a guy like uh, Leckermacke, I think, there, uh, and maybe Engstrom. <laughs> I think that could be a good unit. Uh, try to use his shot there, uh, Leckermacke, and have those. Skill players, I, I think both both Lisel and Rosen has done well in the AHL. Uh, Rosen had a tough time breaking, uh, <coughs> kind of like uh, Lekremaki uh, this year. But last year, uh, Rosen had a tough time, and now he plays in the AHL, and uh, they give him a, an offensive role, uh, protected role. There, he's been great on the power play there, so. He's, he's a really skilled player. And Lucelle is always a, an individual skilled player. He plays with a lot of pace and uh, challenge uh, the defense uh, with energy and skill. So uh, th- those two are, are really good players. And then obviously a U-Gordon line on, on, on the second, more or less, uh, unless you pick, you pick like Mackey to put to be four, four forwards on the... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I would like to see Pelika also in yeah. the second unit there. So I hope he, he gets a chance. Um, box play, though. And especially yeah. coming up into that medal rounds where, where you're going to face uh, teams like US and Canada. Yeah, I think uh, defenseman, I think a guy like Victor Schaholm, I think is a, a player uh, who is good in those situations. Uh I would, uh, I mean, Elias Pedersen as well, uh, with Elias. Uh, I think... Um, Panborg they, probably goes in there to to take the um, face-offs and, and other roles as well. Uh, who did you say now? I didn't hear. Victor Schanborg. Yeah, Schanborg, Nua Östlund, I think is yeah. a good uh, PK center. Bystedt as well. Uh, so, there are options, and, yeah. and, and you go with the hot guy, and, and where may, one maybe that uh, is in the game, and, and uh, you could probably separate out uh, two units as, as uh, uh, on the power play, and, and maybe even two units on the on the uh, box play. Um, the, the question mark surrounding this team is basically uh, the coach. Uh, it's Magnus Havlid, former <laughs> former player uh former nhler 
um, for a few no, years. No, that's that's his uh, brother. Brother is that his brother? Yeah. Um, yeah, Nicholas Avelid. Yeah, that's Nicholas Avelid. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he he has pedigree as well. Um, and um, but but what can we expect from him? We haven't really seen him under these circumstances and under the spotlight before. Uh, he has done well with the U18 team. They have two goals. Uh, so I think it was a natural step uh, when Thomas Montaigne quit. And uh, it, it was time for another guy. And I think this is his first tournament. He He's always made some uh, interesting... Uh, when he picks his rosters, uh, I remember when they won the first uh, U18 gold, he didn't pick Newell Gundler on that team, for yeah. for instance. And He's always had his own mind. And uh, there have always been players that uh, a guy like me would think is uh, obvious to take, but he he builds the team around uh, special teams. You know, he picked the player for power play and they picked the, the players for, for the penalty kill. And, uh, and then he uh, and then he sees what's left. So uh, this year, for example, a, a good player I like, I think Albert Schaube is, is a great player in uh, he scored a lot of goals early on here in Alsvenskan, and is a is a good player. He he didn't get a uh, he, he wasn't in this team. Uh, two defensemen, Simon Forsmark and uh, Anton Olsson, who has been really good for this age group, didn't get picked either. So he he always he he takes out the teams uh, uh, with an own with an own uh, his own plan. I think, and you you can't really. You can't really say anything about about uh, the the success because he has had a lot of success at, at the U18 level. So we'll see how how does this tournament do. Looking at the tournament as a whole, and I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't actually prepare this question with you. Uh, but uh, with Russia out, Finland having yeah. a let's be honest, it's not a strong Finnish team as as it normally is. Uh, Slovakia missing some of their best players. Uh, Czech Republic coming with with not as a strong team as as the last couple of years. Um, it it seems set up in in what not not to say uh, as the International Hockey Federation has wanted it, but it seems like uh, there there will be a, a level with US and Canada, and then there is the next level with Finland and Sweden, and then gradually falling down. Um, do you agree with that assessment or or? Do you think Sweden, Finland, or one of the other European countries might cause an upset? Yeah, you never know. I think it depends also, you know, how, how the playoff bracket looks and which team plays each other. But uh, I, I totally agree with, with your ranking there. Uh, I think Canada is huge favorites to win. And the US is huge favorites to win the silver. So, uh, and, and then, as you say, Sweden and Finland and Check, yeah. I, I mean, it's. Uh, I think with Russia out, you lose uh, some. Uh, you, I think you miss Russia in these tournaments. I, I totally get why why they aren't there, but uh, it's uh, it, it's more fun with with a good Russian team too. It's more uh, it's more a question mark before uh, because they always surprise and. So on and but but you know we have had upsets. Finland uh, have have won many tournaments. Uh, they 
rarely was the favorite before and they have their system uh, they're shutting down the, the opponents and so stuff can always happen you know it's not that big of a uh, difference be- between the team it's not like you know in the women's world championship no. where, where where it's uh, it could be you know really big difference between uh, the top two and and the rest so uh but for me i, I would be very surprised if canada doesn't uh, end up with the gold you've been listening to Yimi uh, hamrin and uh, you find him at twitter at Yimi hamrin i'll be sure to link it you find him on elite prospects where he uh, writes up articles about prospects and uh, for the various tournaments here as well. It's always a pleasure having you on, Yumi, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.